This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below the waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to manscaped.com and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. It is yours truly, T.J. Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Happy Friday to you. Hope everyone's having a good day. I know I am. I want to thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about punter Thomas Morstead. I'm pretty sure all of you in the Huda Nation have heard by now that longtime punter Thomas Morstead has been released uh, from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, They released him after 12 years. And, you know, normally when a punter uh, gets cut, it's not really that big of a deal. You know, (laughs) like, you know, if you see a punter get cut, you're like, okay, whatever, you know, get me a new one. But Thomas Morstead meant so much to uh, the Who That Nation, the New Orleans Saints organization. Uh, You know, honestly, (laughs) Thomas Morstead represent almost the beginning of the Saints' success, uh, you know, like when the Saints really became like a, a household name among NFL, uh, you know, upper echelon teams, he, he was that guy, you know. I mean, Drew Brees got there in 2006, but when Thomas Morstead got drafted coming out of SMU, he was the guy, you know, the Saints went to the Super Bowl that year, and that's when the Saints really started to uh, generate a huge level of success. Uh, Thomas Morstead, I got to say, man, this guy, one of the best punters in the National Football League. Uh, he was a guy that you can count on. You didn't really have to worry about him too much, making a lot of mistakes. I think only one game that I can just really think about with Thomas Morstead probably had one of his worst performances, and that's one in 12 years. But for the most part, I mean, he has done an outstanding job, man, making sure that some of the best punters, uh, punt returners in the game uh, can't, you know, return uh, punts for touchdowns. I mean, putting people inside the 10-yard line. I mean, the hang time was just ridiculous. And, you know, not to mention his guts. You know, like I know we all remember the time where he actually broke his ribs in a game 
uh, versus the Minnesota Vikings, the game with the Minneapolis Miracle, and uh, he still was out there punting. And when, you know, when uh, Stephon Diggs actually scored that touchdown and the Saints players, someone went to the locker room, Thomas Morstead came back out uh, just to be a part of the, the, the extra point for the Vikings. So uh, I think he ended up, like, getting a key to the city or something like that. Or, I mean, they, they really – uh, you know, showed him some love out there in Minnesota for showing those type of cuts. But, you know, Thomas Morstead is mostly known uh, for the the onside kick in Super Bowl 44, right? That was, that was the kick that changed the, you know, changed the whole entire game. I mean, you know, the Saints got the ball back and Pierre Thomas scored on, on a screen pass. So Thomas Morstead will be missed. Uh, like I said, normally we, we don't hear people talking about punters, but Thomas Morstead meant a lot. Uh, to the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, I've seen pictures of him. I, I think um, Will Lutz put a picture out of him and him and Thomas Morstead on vacation together. And you can tell in the eyes of Thomas Morstead, you can, you can tell he was crying. Uh, he was emotional about it. And, uh, you know, it's sad to see. I just think that we need to look at this guy. You know, I ain't saying in the same light as a Drew Brees, you know, but um, he is up there. You know what I'm saying? He is one of those guys. He is the you know, if Drew Brees retires and Thomas Morstead leaves, that's that's it. That's everybody that was a part of their Super Bowl team that was a player at the time. So, oh, I guess you can add Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins is there, but Malcolm Jenkins is on the second stint. But I'm talking about lifers, okay, long-time Saints players. If Thomas Morstead and Drew Brees, uh, those were the guys, uh, you know, and he's going to be missed, man. I, I appreciate everything he's done. Uh, he's going to be playing on somebody else's team. Wouldn't surprise me if he ended up with the Falcons or – even with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or even the Minnesota Vikings, but he's going to end up somewhere. And um, looking forward to seeing Thomas Morstead kick in the National Football League and hope he has uh, continued success at the age of uh, 34. He should be 35 by the start of the uh, 2021 season. But going to miss you, man. And uh, thank you so much for the memories. And we just appreciate everything you've done uh, for the New Orleans Saints organization and all the great moments you gave us. Uh, in a who that nation, especially your your trademark zero uh, when the Saints offense is clicking, <laughs> and you uh, don't get the punt <laughs> in the game. Uh, so we're gonna miss you, Thomas. Man, Godspeed, my friend. Uh, but let's go ahead. Let me see what you all have to say. And once again, I'm looking up. I'm looking up at the screen because um, I connected uh, my computer to my television. My 75 inch television screen, okay? Humble, humble uh brag right there, humble brag. <laughs> but I'm looking up at the screen so I can see you all clearly. And um we made some changes, man, here on the State of the Saints podcast. I got my my nice brand new microphone right here. Uh this is the first time the State of the Saints podcast is broadcasted live in 1080p. So we're we doing big things over here, man. So <laughs> I'll go ahead and see what you all have to say. Uh, we're gonna start with Let's go ahead and start with Chanel, man. Let's start with some of our uh, our first responders out there. Uh, She's giving a shout-out to Jerry. Uh, Chemo uh, said the leg will be missed, no doubt about that. Hall of Fame, uh, man, I don't know about all that. You know, I, I look at, like, he was a good punter, but it was a lot of times where he kind of flew under the radar. And most of the time, they don't be wanting to show no love to the punters. Uh, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, unless you like, you know, somebody like Adam Benetieri who most likely going to get in there or, you know, somebody like uh, Morton Anderson, guys that have been kicking for a long time. So I don't know about the Hall of Fame, but Saints Hall of Fame, no doubt. 
Thomas Morstead gave us momentum and that Super Bowl. He definitely did. Like I said, it, it changed the dynamic of the whole entire game. Uh, the Saints, uh, they needed a spark, and they got it. They got it. So, shouts out to him. Count says, what's up, everybody? Who that? Randy says, uh, most remembered uh, play was the onside kick. Yeah, I mean, that, that stands out. I mean, that, that's that's the most important play of Thomas Morstead's career, especially since that's the one and only Super Bowl the Saints have. Doing great, Jerry. Working a lot, and I'm happy to catch a live stream. Well, Chanel, we thank you for everything that you're doing. Shouts out to all the first responders, hospital workers out there, uh, making sure that people are, are, are being happy and healthy and, you know, caring for those out there that's dealing with COVID-19. And, uh, you know, I mean, hopefully this, this stuff will, you know, subside after a while. Um, I encourage everybody out there, if you have not already, get the opportunity, please, uh, you know, take the vaccine. I mean, look, I know everybody trying to make this stuff political, but take care of yourself, man. Take care of yourself. I actually had opportunity uh, to uh, take the vaccine. I've taken it. I feel fine. I mean, no issue. I made uh, the second shot. I think I, I had a fever and some chill for a couple hours, but after that, I was fine. So if you get opportunity, please do. And shouts out to all the first responders once again. Uh, Jermaine says, no, we got a punter uh, named uh, that guy Gilligan. From Gilligan's Island. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, you're talking about the guy from Penn State. Yeah, I mean, they got a cool picture of him going around right now. He got a mullet on. <laughs> he got a mullet. So, I mean, but he, he was on the team last year. The Saints kind of put him on injury reserve, and he was like a kicking intern last year. So uh, he learned under Thomas Morstead. And so I'm interested to see what he's going to do. King C3 says, what's your favorite product from Manscaped? Uh, my favorite product from Manscaped is the Lawnmower 3.0. Uh, that's that's my favorite. That's my favorite item, man. You know, I, I like the fact that you can actually shave while, you, you know, in your shower. You know what I'm saying? You can groom yourself while you're in the shower. Uh, you know, it, it's water resistant. Uh, you know, and I, I like, you know what I'm saying? I like the, the whole I mean, it's it's a really it's a good, really good product, man. I, I can't. I, that's probably the best one. All the rest of the products, you know, they're, they're fine as well, but that's that's the one that stands out to me. Uh, I can tell you uh, my stepfather, uh, he actually purchased the razors, and he says that he really loves the razors. So they have some really good products, man. I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be plugging something that I, I wouldn't use. That Lawnmower 3, uh, 3.0 is a really good item, though, all right? But thank you so much. And once again, this show is brought to you by Manscaped, okay? They're official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast, and I thank them so much for, you know, being a partner here with us and looking forward to uh, telling you all about some products in the future. See where we at. See, let's go with Ramsey. Ramsey says, we're going to miss uh, Morstead. How do you think it's going, uh, how is it going to be the next punter? Well, how do I think the next punter is going to be? Uh, I said, give him a chance. Uh, give him an opportunity to go out there and see what he's got. I, I really don't know, uh, you know, but I mean, we we don't know what we have until we actually see it out there on the field. All I know is this guy was really successful at Penn State. He had like about fifty punts inside of the ten, so he was one of the best punters in the, in the country when he was in college. So hopefully, he can bring some of that success to the Saints organization, and you know, we we get some success. He will be missed, no doubt about that. Uh, Dad says, I'm here like uh, to like always. Yeah, Dad, I appreciate you stopping by. Idris says, 
Hey, family, who that? Hope you're having a great morning. Had a good morning so far, man. You know, got up nice and early. Uh, my, my wife uh, and her uh, have our friends that, that flew out from New York City. Uh, they're going to be hanging out with us this weekend. You know, shouts out to them, uh, man. But been up since like five in the morning. You know, my, my wife and stuff like that, just trying to get everything straight. And, um, man, I, I, be, I got dropped uh, passing off this morning you know, at daycare. And I've been rolling, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been rolling, running a few errands, and now I'm here to do the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, who that we that, baby? New Orleans all the way. Yeah, Shelly, man. Shouts out to everybody that's, that's still uh, in New Orleans. You know, I'm no longer a resident of uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, but it's always in my heart. I was born and raised there. Uh, I live out in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina right now, but you know, New Orleans is always going to be my home, no doubt about that. Will Emmanuel Sanders or Janoris Jenkins become cap casualties? Uh, that would be very interesting to to see. Um, I would I would think more of Janoris Jenkins depends on who the Saints can pick up via free agency or the NFL draft. Uh, I can't see Emmanuel Sanders being a cap casualty. I, I can't see that. I can't see him uh, being a casualty because. You know, he played so well last season, man. And I, I and I think he didn't play as well as as I don't feel like he played as well as he could because of I'm just gonna be real, the limitations of Drew Brees. There were several times where Emmanuel Sanders was wide open in the middle of the field, Drew Brees can get him the ball. There's a lot of the things that Emmanuel Sanders can do, like stretch the field that he couldn't do because Drew Brees was limited. You know, like when you see you know, people like Taysom Hill throwing the ball down the field to him and he catching everything. I mean, he was bailing Taysom Hill out, okay? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders has, has great skills. And I'm telling you, like, Duke is a ball. And I feel like he can be beneficial to this team. Uh, Janora Jenkins, I just feel like unless he, you know, they're going to try to restructure his contract. If he don't want to do that, then he's going to have to walk, you know? But, man, my question is, you know, where can you go? Like, you know, where, where are you going to go where you have a, a huge opportunity to still be a Super Bowl contender? You know, I mean, you still got some of the same guys on the team in the secondary. If the Saints can uh, re-sign uh, Marcus Williams, then, I mean, you, you got the same guys you can roll with. So if I was him, man, I would really take that into consideration. And I understand, man, football is a business. Do what's, do what's best for you. But if I had to choose, man, I would I would take Emmanuel Sanders back over Janoris Jenkins. I like Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is, can do a lot more than what he, he showed last season. Coach says, caught his a live interview on New Orleans Saints YouTube channel yesterday. He was so emotional. It was all love. He plans to stay here as his home base. And we are so appreciative. Wish him the best. Well, you know, I mean, you can tell, like, it, it meant a lot to him. I mean, even before I seen the video. Uh, I, I can tell he was he was emotional. Like the pitch I seen with Will Lutz, I was like, man, he was crying. Like he was crying. Like, uh, but man, it's amazing though, man. You know, you look at Thomas Morstead. I <laughs> I can just remember because uh, yeah, me and Thomas Morstead are the same age, and I can remember like coming out of Jackson State University, uh, checking out the Saints NFL draft, and they drafted a punter. You know, that was uh, out of SMU, and I was like, man, that's pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? But you know, just a, man, just to know what this guy meant to this organization, what this organization meant to him. I mean, it, it is just 
it, it just tells you it's the start of a new era, man. You know, now, now you really have a bunch of guys on the team that don't know what it feels like to be a Super Bowl champion for the New Orleans Saints. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins does. Like I said, he's, he's been here. He was lucky, like Thomas Moore said, and they're both, both were rookies in the same year. They both won a Super Bowl in the same year uh, together, along with Drew Brees. But if Drew Brees retires, like all signs are indicating, Thomas Morstead is gone. All you have is Malcolm Jenkins there to remember. So it's definitely an end of, end of an era. No doubt about that. But you'll still be in our hearts. Yeah, definitely, man. I saw something that said we might have traded Sanders for a pick. Uh, I'm gonna have to check that out. I don't know how accurate that is. I have to. I have to see that. Hey, I was born and raised about two hours from New Orleans in Columbia, Mississippi, hometown of the great Walter Payton. I am also now a Myrtle Beach resident. Who that? Yeah, I remember you was telling. You know, you was telling me about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Piano Dean. T- uh, what's the name of the restaurant uh, that you say that you uh, play at? You know, I'll, I'll like to uh, come check it out sometime. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, man, look, <laughs> I was born in New Orleans. My grandparents, they uh, were born and raised in Vicksburg, Mississippi, which is about three and a half hours or something like that from uh, New Orleans. I spent most of my time there. Uh, my mom still stays there. And they stay in Tallulah, Louisiana, my grandparents. My brother, EJ, he's still down there. He's on the West Bank. So, I mean, I still have family members that, that stay in, that stay in uh, New Orleans, but man, that's my home right there. You know, I grew up uh, on Prairie Street and from Prairie Street to Montague Street, you know, that was uh, located in the Ninth Ward. Uh, you know I mean? Look, I done caught the Franklin bus, the Broad bus, Legion Field bus. <laughs> yeah, I done, I done had the bus tickets, you know what I'm saying? RTA, I done, I done been on that thing, you know? So I'm about as I'm about as New Orleans as a high sausage on French dress, you know. Like that, I'm, I'm New Orleans, like you know, like a like a frozen cup knocking on somebody's door, getting a frozen cup. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 about as New Orleans <laughs> as Frankie and Johnny furniture. You know what I'm saying? 1825 Tulane. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, I'm, I'm New Orleans up here, man. Man, if you're around mid-30s in the Saints organization, you are out of there faster than they play the ribs at a family reunion. Mario, I mean, that's the way it goes, man. Like, you know, they're always looking for a younger breed. They're looking for younger talent. Like, when you start hitting 30, you know, teams start to look for your replacements. I mean, it's just a fact. I mean, the NFL isn't doesn't just stand for uh, National Football League. It stands for not for long. You know, so you have to make sure that you know, you, you're playing at a high level. You get as much money as you can before, you know, you get up out of there. Uh, true that real talk. Come get me from this daycare, daddy. I want to do the podcast. How you going to play a shorty? <laughs> ah, man, uh, Packy, man. Uh, yeah, man, Pack, Paxton is at daycare right now, and I'm pretty sure, like, he he would definitely be running around this this, this room somewhere. And probably want me to pick him up. Y'all know he, he usually do his occasional cameo he, before he goes back to watch his favorite show, Coco Melon. All right. So, <laughs> yes, several times he was open and hope Drew retired. Well, yeah, there was there was plenty of times where he was open. Like, 
like I said, sometimes, man, guys fly under the radar because, you know, because of the limitations. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm seeing a lot of growth out of guys I, I never thought that I would see because I, I was I had opportunity to see these guys perform with other quarterbacks, like Traquan Smith. Like, notice I ain't say nothing about Traquan. Traquan was a hot topic last year talking about, we were talking about, man, this the year, this the year for Traquan, this the year for Traquan. I mean, Traquan Smith had his best year in the Saints uniform last year. So he really stepped up. And, you know, it, it showed, especially when Mike T went down. Love my coach always, Idris says, but I'm wondering what one tight end for the Saints will be enough. Uh, no, no, you need more than one tight end. And I'm pretty sure they're going to get another one. You know, but look, you don't want to be spending an arm and a leg if like I feel like this, right? No need to go out here and spend a whole bunch of money for a tight end that you know that you actually have uh, inside of your locker room already. Alan Troutman is going to be the guy, no doubt about it. Like he is going to be the guy. It's just a matter of who is going to back him up. All right. So, like I said, get somebody like Kyle Rudolph. You know, somebody that's that's still out there. As a seasoned veteran, I mean, I heard even Jimmy Graham, but to me, man, I, I don't, I don't think I want a Jimmy Graham. You know, I think that you need a, a you need a tight end that can block and catch. Okay, I mean, Adam Troutman gives you that dynamic, but since Adam Troutman gives you that dynamic, now you know, what I'm saying you get a guy that's that's blocking dominant because that's the way Josh Hill used to roll when we had Jerry Cook, right, and, and Benjamin Watson. You know, the guys that can that can block, also pass catch. You have that at Adam Trout. So give me a guy that, that can block on running plays and also catch the ball in the red zone. Do you believe they really didn't have a conversation with him? Uh, Probably didn't. They probably didn't. I mean, they, they probably didn't have a conversation with him. Hey, bro, you know, <laughs> look, NFL is a it's a tough league, folks. You know, like, it, it's – and that's just the way that they roll, you know, like they, I mean, it is jacked up as it is. I mean, it is just, uh, just business, you know, guys have to be business. Sometimes teams will give you, you know, the benefit of the doubt. They'll tell you what they're going to do. And then in other ways you find out just like everybody else, you know, I think that's what the big issue with Darren Sproles was. I think his wife got mad because, they said they found out through like some type of report or something like that. The Saints didn't even tell them that he was getting traded to the Eagles. But I mean, I think that was pretty jacked up. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with that. You know, you, you tell the guy, you know, that you're gonna do that. But anyway, um, yeah, but it, it's a cutthroat business. So wouldn't surprise me at all if they didn't tell him. It's been plenty of times Breeze seen Manny Sanders open down the field, just knew he couldn't get it there, so had to take it down to come on. <laughs> Yeah, man, definitely. You know, like I said, when you have a guy that, that has a better arm, you'll see more, you know. And the thing about it is he played well this season and, man, it was he was, you know, he only was catching like, you know, post patterns and, you know, like maybe like, I don't know, like 10 and ends and, you know, like that's, that's basically what he was catching. And he still was out there balling. Who that nation never on vacation. <laughs> That's right. That's what's up, TJ. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to people who miss you. 
you know, man, that's over, you know, out there uh, in the east. Am I right? Over there by uh, Sarah T. Reed, you know what I'm saying? Shouts out to all the people that went to Reed out there. Janelle says, great. I hope they don't release Sanders. Yeah, you're right. Save that money. Absolutely. Definitely, TJ. Shouts out to Jerry Porter. OG, always here. Always represent. Rudolph still has game, and he knows how to hold on to the ball after the catch. I'd be elated if he, he landed him in New Orleans. That wouldn't be a surprise at all because we all know that Mike Zimmer and Sean Payton are like really close friends. And if you look at the New Orleans Saints and uh, you look at the uh, Minnesota Vikings, it seems to me like they have this, this relationship as well, especially like when it comes to like getting Vikings players because Latavius Murray came from the Vikings, right? You had Nick Easton who came from the Vikings. Uh, you had... You know, I can't think of uh, Sheryls, you know what I'm saying? He, the, the cornerback, he came from the Vikings. So Adrian Peterson <laughs> came from the Vikings. So it, it's, you know, like it wouldn't surprise me at all. Like if he ends up in New Orleans because <laughs> Sean Payton loves Minnesota Viking players. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, Saints releasing everybody. Uh, well, they re- they release their, you know, they release people that they feel like on, you know, they need to get under the cap, and they release the people they feel like they can replace. Saints need two reliable tight ends. Would have been nice to get Daddyus Moss from LSU last year. He would have been a great pass catching tight end. I think he's still out there. Daddyus Moss did he get picked up by a team? I know he got cut by the football team, right? He got cut by the football team. Did anybody pick him up? Anybody pick him up? You know, like, so if anybody, anybody, somebody tell me if that is most on somebody's football team, could be a possibility if he's still out there. Uh, you think the Saints uh, have a chance of getting Wilson? I, I think anything is possible. I think anything is possible. It depends on, like, if they feel like, you know, they can make it happen. We going to sign Wilson? I mean, that would be interesting if they did, you know. Anything's possible. By the way, TJ, uh, we're going to miss uh, Morris said, said, thank you for all the years you gave us. Well, Morris said, and you're always in our hearts. As a saint, you're always welcome back. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be in the Saints Hall of Fame. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. You think the Saints will release Sanders? I hope not. Nah, I don't think so. Hello, family. Uh, who that to y'all? I don't think, I really honestly do not think that they're going to release him. I, I don't. I, I don't think they're going to release him at all. Uh, it would surprise. It would shock me if if they if they do that. I remember that Rosenbergs. 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 Eighteen twenty-five. You as New Orleans like pig feet at a gas station. Yep. Yep. All that a beignet. You know. I ain't talking from Cafe Dumas. That's that's some tourist stuff right there. I'm talking about beignets your mama made. You know what I mean? Your mama making beignets. Plarines, you know what I'm saying? Not not uh pecan candy or platelines. It was plarines. <laughs> Carrollton and Palms all day, sir. 17 Ward, baby. Yeah, man. Carrollton Avenue, man. Shouts out to all my folk out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, shouts out to the people of 17. Bucks beating Saints 38 to 3 next season. Mm, I don't know about that. 
Born and raised in New Orleans, uh, at work in the CBD right now, the Central Business District. Uh, what I'm talking about, man. Shouts out to all my nine to fivers out here. Shouts out to all my people behind the computer desk, you know, listening to this right now. You know, appreciate that. That Kenna, bro. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, what I'm talking about. Man, shout, man, shout out where you're from. Shout out where you're from. I, I see a trend here. Where are my people at? Where are my people at? Where, where y'all from? Where y'all from? I'm a Night Ward representative, all right? 2241 Montague Street. That, that's where, you know, shouts out to my grandparents, you know, shouts out to uh, all my people out there in the Night Ward, you know. Montague and North Tonti. That's where I mostly grew up at, you know. Uh, that's where I was at most of the time. So that, that's what I'm that's why I'm a claim. That's why I'm a claim, man. 2241 Montague Street, Montague and uh and North Tyne That's where I grew up at. Moss is a blocking tight end, so I think he can fit here. Yeah. Anybody found out if he uh if he got picked up by a team? Let me know. Let me know if that is most picked up somebody. Somebody say Frankie and Johnny. That's what I'm talking about. Frankie and Johnny's. What did it say? Uh <laughs> We're like, uh, I would like to buy a living room set. You got any credit? No, <laughs> I'm on social security and welfare. You got to see the special man. Let him have it with no problem. <laughs> I say, I say, who say, I say, Frankie say, I say, come on down and get your living room set and bedroom set today. See the special man. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, what is he talking about? <laughs> TJ, uh, do you think we would get Wilson? You think it's like getting a younger breeze because ever since Legion of Boom left, he been uh, choking in the playoffs as well. What do you think, TJ? Oh, man, Alfred, that is a great, 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 great question and a great comment. That might be a comment and question of the day. No, no offense to anybody. All comments are, are great. But I got to say I mean, not only like does he play like Drew Brees to me, I'm talking about size and stature, play, you know what I'm saying, accuracy, but this looking like the same reoccurring thing. Okay. I'm 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 just saying the Saints at one time they had a really good football team, right? Then Drew Brees got paid. Then when Drew Brees got paid, that's when the offensive line started to look like straight up slump. And that's when the Saints start missing the playoffs, even though Seattle has not missed the playoffs. And then when he gets to the playoffs, he's not playing very well. Russell Wilson looks a lot like Drew Brees, you know, good and bad. They, they, they're very identical. And it's almost like it's like Russell Wilson is, is reliving the career of Drew Brees. It's amazing. Like, when you think about it, both of them are like basically have, have gone through the same thing. You know, both of them got big paydays. The, the team offensively struggled because of, you know, because they couldn't pay certain people. In the playoffs, uh, looking life's pretty slow. I mean, honestly, it <laughs> the defense bailed this dude out. You know, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to be real honey. That game where there was an NFC championship game, they played against the Green Bay Packers. I think they played at home. Russell Wilson played hard. Like, ooh, horrible. And I think the game ended up going into overtime. And I, I think he I think he ended up winning something like that because he threw a pass, you know what I'm saying, for a touchdown in overtime. But he played hard when it, I think he had maybe like two or three interceptions. That boy was looking like straight slow. 
But I like Russell Wilson, man. I like I like his his passion. Um, I like his his. I, I just think if you put him on the right team, then he don't feel like he had to do so much offensively. I don't feel like they never had like the right offensive play caller because there was su- such a defensive dominant team. They were so focused on defense, like, and they really didn't take the time out to go out here and try to get players that are around him. They're starting to do it now, you know, so, but I mean, he, he does remind me a lot of Drew Brees for better or for worse. So we getting the shout outs up in here. We got K-Sage from Algiers. What's up, TJ? Quick question, Sanchez. Go ahead and drop that question, man. Mr. Nice Guy says, Kenna, we got the seven ward up in here. West Bank, the best bank. Uh, I'm going to I'm have to disagree with that. <laughs> West Bank, who that? The best side. I'm just kidding, man. Shout out to the West Bank. Uh, Burbank, uh, so Cali. Shout out to Cali, too. Got love for Cali on the State of the Saints. Eight ward, baby. That's what I'm talking about, Joe. Uptown third ward. Okay, representative. Nola, Gentilly all day, man. Shouts out to all my people over there on Shepman Tour Highway. 3328 Alva Street, across from New Orleans, cold storage. Man, that's what I'm talking about, man. Alva Street. You know, shouts out to all my people that was that went to uh that went to Frederick Douglass High School. That's my brother that we graduated from. Sorry, man. I mean, you know, I mean everybody, everybody's school can't be bombed like Carver, you know what I'm saying? But all my people that went to <laughs> that went to uh, Frederick Douglass, man, off Elvis Street, man. Shouts out to y'all. Napoleonville, uh, New Orleans East, Miss You, uh, Bound Baby. And shouts out to you. Like I said, man, Sarah T. Reed, all my people out there. I'm so New Orleans, my favorite rap group was Partners in Crime. <laughs> yeah, man, I used to like Partners in Crime, too. I wouldn't say they were my favorite rap group, though. Uh, I'm from the Night Ward, too, North Johnson. And Lazardi right down, uh, right down the street from North Prairie. Oh yeah, North Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely know where that at. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I mean, I went to uh, Rain Hansberry Elementary that was on Cluett Street. Definitely know where North Johnson at. Definitely wasn't that far from Prairie Street at all. <laughs> what next block? What is your favorite non-NFC South rival with the Saints? Uh, examples of Minnesota, Dallas, or the 49ers? Um. I say the Cowboys. I like when they play the Cowboys because I like talking trash with the Cowboys. 49ers, I hate when the Saints play the 49ers. I, I do. Every time the Saints play the 49ers, something bad happens. Like, we always end up losing a key player. I hate when they do that. Lost Drew Brees last year. You know what I'm saying? He, he tore up. He messed everything up he had. Uh, the year before that, uh, you know, Jerry Cook, you know, had that uh, – you know, had that concussion. He got knocked out the game. Had two receptions, two touchdowns out there killing. No answer for the man. Uh, but I have to say the Cowboys. Night Ward for Life, GW Carver, 88. That's what I'm talking about, man. Shouts out to my Carver Ram right there. Joe said, LOL, laughing. I guess this is the part where I must have been talking about Frank and Johnny. Uh, what up, TJ? Who that? See the special man. Let him have it. With no problem. <laughs> uh Kenneth City in New Orleans, man. Shouts out to you. Moss still a free agent. Well, call him up. There we there you go. There we go. That's somebody you can hit up on a, on a reasonable deal right there. Russell Wilson is Drew Brees with a stronger arm and mobility. I agree with that. Brees may be a tad cockier than Russ. 
I think they both have egos, if you ask me. Yep, yep. Great question. TJ, did you hear that Dak Prescott actually wants to leave Dallas? He does not want another contract. Well, I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is, Ramsey. I don't think he wants to leave. I, I would be surprised uh, if he ended up leaving. Like I said on the last show, uh, Jerry Jones cares a lot about what people think about uh, the Cowboys and him. And the last image that you seen was your quarterback giving his all and he dislocated his ankle on national television. And then you just kick him out the door. It just makes you seem like you're just a bigger jerk on, on this side of Mississippi. So I, I really don't think that he wants that type of uh, image of himself to be out there. So I would be highly, 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 highly surprised if, uh, you know, they get rid of him. Moss is listed on the Washington football team roster on their website. Not sure how updated uh, they update their site. If he is available, I say bring him in. Give me a minute. Give me a minute, folks. I'm going I'm to I'm look this up and try to see if, if if he's on the roster. Then I mean, I'm pretty sure he's still there. Mm. Okay, yeah. So he still he still play for them. He's number 46 for the Washington football team. I just looked it up. Okay. He was waived with an injury uh, and he he was okay. He was injured and uh, they released him on August 21st, 2020, and they reverted him back to injury reserve. So he's still on the team. They just put him on injury reserve. He got cut and then they brought him back. I'm from upstate New York. My dad was an assistant college football coach. And when I was little, he told me to pick my favorite NFL team. Been a Saints fan ever since. <laughs> well, I mean, from uh, Shadell, you're from upstate New York. I mean, I got to ask you this, though. I mean, so never, like, thought about being a Jets or a Giants fan, or did you root for those guys at any time? That's pretty, that's pretty dope, man. Like, when you when you uh know people that, that's, like, from places, like, so far away from, you know, your hometown team, and then, you know, they end up becoming fans. Like, I always – I'm always intrigued, like, how did they become fans? I ain't talking about them them uh, people from New Orleans that's Cowboy fans. Like, they ought to be ashamed of themselves, like, for real. Like, you ought to be – if you're from the New Orleans area and you're a Cowboy fan, you ought to be ashamed of yourself because, that's, I mean, you're just basically a grandstander because pretty sure you became a Cowboy fan during the time when it was really successful and it was winning. Grandstands. Uh, <laughs> Bree's more accurate than uh, throwing, but Russ – can get the ball out quicker with much more velocity. Yeah, he got the best deep ball in the business. He got the most accurate deep ball I've ever seen. Such amazing touch. He threw a pass. I want to say they were playing against the Buffalo Bills. My goodness. I mean, that was some that was that was a beauty. I I, I got I'm gonna pull that up and I'm gonna put it on the uh, State of the Saints podcast Facebook page so y'all can check it out. Somebody said uptown at Chanel. I'm feeling that Chanel. Uh, West Bank, <laughs> State Bank, <laughs> Tyrese from the Third Ward, Magnolia. Uh, okay, we got uh, Natchitoches, Louisiana up in here. We got uh, Russell been better than Breeze uh, since his third season in the league. Mm, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. It took a while for Russell Wilson to be mentioned in the upper echelon, you know. So I want to say in his third year, but – I say the last few years he's been coming on. 
maybe our new cornerback uh, coach will talk Peyton into going after Wilson, being he was there when the Legion of Boom was in full effect. Uh, I don't know if you have any type of say so about that. I mean, I'm pretty sure if they ask him type of player, person he is, you can give him like some feedback. But as far as him walking into the coaching room, like, man, y'all need to get him. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. How would you feel about uh, Jamie Newman in the second round if he's there? Yeah, I like Jamie Newman, man. He he, he decided to sit out uh, this past college football season. Um, he was supposed to go to Georgia. He was supposed to be the quarterback for them. COVID-19 hit. He decided to uh, not play. He uh, played a couple years at Wake Forest, and he put up some good numbers. And I, I like the fact that this kid is sure of himself. He's a little rusty. You know, I think he needs some um, – he needs uh, maybe like a year or maybe, you know, if you, if things not going good, you put him in midseason, I think he'll be able to rise to the occasion. But I wouldn't mind having him on the team. I wouldn't. Night Ward, uh, salute to Mr. Magic. <laughs> uh, from Homer, but live in Lake Charles. Man, shouts out to Homer out there. TJ, the Saints have a virtual meeting with Auburn wide receiver uh, Anthony uh, Swartz. Uh, he has a deep speed and can take the top of the defense. Any chance we draft a wide receiver in the mid rounds? Absolutely. Uh, I, I said this on the last show on um, Deontay Harris, how good he is. But the thing about it is he's so small. I mean, we about five, seven, five, eight, 170 pounds. You know, I mean, when you're that small, you I mean, you've got talent and you definitely a, a lightning bug, but man, you got these big, you know, these big, huge guys, you know what I'm saying? Tackling you. I mean, I don't know if he's going to always be in a lineup, you know, so you definitely going to need somebody with some size, you know, somebody that, that it can take the top off the defense, but has a little size on them. somebody that's probably like around 200 210 uh, that can, you know, get behind the defense, you know, so he can be durable. Uh, one of the best punters ever. Yeah, he definitely is very, very underrated, you know, very underrated. Agree, TJ. Every time we play with the 49ers, something happened. Yep. The 49ers played uh, the Saints dirty. <laughs> Didn't we? Uh, we was playing the 49ers when Pierre Thomas got knocked out. Exactly. Non-rival to me, Vikings, 49ers, uh, Cowboys, and Rams. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I look at the Dallas Cowboys more of a rival, though. Cause I just think I, I just look at it like they're they're a neighboring state, right? You know what I'm saying? Take Louisiana, they're right next to each other, and you know I mean you got that. And, and if you're looking at it from a, a, a geographical standpoint, <laughs> they're supposed to be in the same division, like. But we all know that the NFC East is the money division. They're a division with the big time media markets, and they decide to put all those guys together, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Dallas down here in the south. Then you got Philly, New York, and Washington on the east coast. Like Dallas definitely needs to be in in the AFC South <laughs> or the NFC South. But of course, they're the Cowboys, so they get that that big time treatment. We that who that nation. Thank you very much for the five dollars. Says who that TJ? Do you think they're going to restructure Andrews Pete contract? <laughs> they should. <laughs> they should if they if they smart. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, y'all, y'all restructure my my deal, then I'm a walk. 
Bye bye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, get up, get up out of here. <laughs> like, Chanel, thank you very much for $4.99. She says, never rooted for a New York team. I just liked the Saints as a kid. I didn't care that the team was trash back then. I was too young. <laughs> well, Janelle, uh, thank you so much for the four ninety nine. But yeah, man, uh, look, if you've been rolling with the Saints and you like in your, you know, in, in your thirties or forties, or you know what I'm saying, like I even say, like late twenties, early thirties, bro, you had to be a fan. You had to be a fan to root for them boy because they were not very good. And you talking about like, man, just tear your heart out. Just, just rip it out for the whole entire world to see every single week. I wouldn't mind Dak playing for the Saints. He is a Louisiana boy. Yeah, but Dak want too much money. <laughs> Let's restructure contract means uh, we using him next year. Uh, what you think? Those two missed field goals cost us that Eagles game. Well, he better play better or he, he not going to make it to next year. You know, he might get cut in the middle of the season. She's a true that who that right there. Yeah, straight up. That's what that's what happened with me. New Orleans is literally a thousand miles from where I grew up. Yet here I am repping who that. Yeah, Josh. I mean, look, <laughs> I, I mean, it just. I don't know, man. New Orleans is a. Man, New Orleans, man, we just uh, like the way that the Saints play is how New Orleans is. Like we are, we are us against the world type city. Like anybody from New Orleans, you understand what I'm talking about. Like we don't care where you from. We don't care, you know. We we don't care about any of that stuff. Like it takes a lot. It, like some people like wonder like. Man, how can, you know, somebody like Alvin Kamara roll around the city and nobody say nothing to him? How can uh, Teddy Bridgewater, when he was here, just ride a bike, go to the ninth ward and play in a pickup game? It's because, like, man, it take a lot to impress a person from New Orleans. Like, we just different, man. Like, and, you know, people like, man, how can he, like, how can you boo somebody that, that gave everything that you had? Like, somebody like Anthony Davis, right? Like, if you show yourself unloyal to New Orleans, It'll never be the same. They'll never show you loyalty. But if you do something for somebody in New Orleans, we'll never forget. Like, you know, that's the reason why if Reggie Bush, like, come to New Orleans and, you know, do something with Fox, Fox Sports or whatever, you know, like, people yelling and screaming out their window, cheering his name. You know what I'm saying? He can't even get through the interview. Like, because people are forever grateful for what he did in that game versus the Arizona Cardinals in the divisional round. Like, it's I mean, if we if we love you, we love you. If we don't, we ain't rolling with you. You know what I'm saying? We ain't feeling you. <laughs> like, like that's just the way it is, man. We are loyal people. Like we loyal, but if you don't show if you don't show loyalty back, or we see we see some uh, you know, what I'm saying some loose armor, we ain't messing with you. Anybody from the wall that y'all know what I'm talking about? That that's just the way that it is. That that. You know, like, we don't care. Like, you can be the biggest star in the world, man. Like, like how can somebody like Beyonce just walk up into, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, seafood place, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and get a get a, get a get a high size sandwich, nobody say nothing to it. You know, like, yeah, like, man, we, we just leave people alone. You know what I'm saying? We show love, but you got to show love back. But we'll never show you that no, no type of love. 
<laughs> ever again. Then they got to move the coats of from the south one day, do a realignment. Yeah, they definitely do, man. It, it, it just don't make no sense. They they want to in some ways they want to keep the nostalgia, right? They want to keep those nostalgic games, all right. You know, you want to keep the Eagles and the Cowboy robbery. You know, you want to keep the the Cowboys and the Giants robbery, right? But you know, I mean, but it, it really don't make no sense. You make it in New Orleans, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> uh, Demario Davis is my favorite saying of all time. How can you not like him? Um, he definitely uh, is a likable guy. I wouldn't say he's my favorite saint of all time because, I mean, he hasn't really been with the Saints for a long period of time. I mean, he's a he's a good human being. Like, you can't fake that. You know, you can't fake the type of person he is. Uh, my, my favorite saint of all time, I mean, is Drew Brees. You know, I would say that. But uh, I'll have to say if, you know, somebody else, it will probably be Pierre Thomas. You know, Pierre Thomas is a uh, – you know, one of my favorite saints of all time. Only prince that Michael Jackson could ever make New Orleans people look twice. Yeah, I remember, man. Like, I'm telling you, it, it's so low-key, right? I'm, I'm telling you. Like, some of y'all probably, you know what I'm saying, like, know this is uh, Marissa Tomei. You know what I'm saying? If you've seen the movie My Cousin Vinny, or uh, you've seen, like, the early uh, episodes of A Different World, you know what I'm saying? She was on there. I mean, I was like, I, this is no lie. I was riding through my old neighborhood. And I turned the corner, and lo and behold, walking into a house with sunglasses on was Marissa Tomei. Like, no lies. Like, she was, I guess she must have bought a house down there. You know what I'm saying? Pretty low key. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, that's Marissa Tomei. And she, like, next door to just, you know what I'm saying? Just some, you know, everyday people. Like, and I'm pretty sure they know who Marissa Tomei is, but they leave her alone. You know, like, that's that just the way. That's just the way New Orleans people are, man. Like, it takes it takes a lot to impress us. And like I said, we just mind our own business. That's why people, that's why, like, you know, you had people like, you know, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, they stayed down here. Like, man, it was all up and through the Garden District. Ain't nobody bothered them. Yeah, that's true, man. All love. Reggie balled out and left on great terms. Yep. Uh, not a starstruck city, not at all, not at all. I think Drew should retire. <laughs> oh man, y'all boys ain't gonna let Drew go, man. Until you say I'm retired, y'all like, please, <laughs> please retire. Okay, Chanel said, Jerry, it's funny to think about. I picked the Saints for such a silly reason at five or six years old, but I'm glad I get to be a part of the Who That Nation. Yeah, we we glad to have you. And all the members of the Who That Nation, man. Shouts out to Chanel out there representing upstate New York. Uh, Deuce get loose. <laughs> Buford Joy. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Bringing us back with that one. Uh, Spider-Man, I, if people don't know, exactly. Exactly. That That's a, that's another one. Y'all acting like Jerry Cook ain't most a couple people in the Saints uniform. They doing him bad on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. I don't like I don't like the Jared Cook slander. I, I look if you're happy you're going okay that's fine. All right, let me get a drink of water. If you're glad that he's going, I understand, right? I mean, look, he gets ticked off. He holds on to the ball. Who knows who would have happened? But I'm not gonna sit up here and just say that the guy was just slow. I mean, he made some good plays, man. 
And I don't know, man. He just, like, to me, to me, he remind me of Shannon Sharp, right? I mean, when he was, like, I'm talking about when he was balling, he reminds me of Shannon Sharp. And anybody that watched Shannon Sharp, like, throughout the years, like, you know Shannon Sharp would just go quiet, you know what I'm saying, don't make no plays. Then all of a sudden he come making plays by the bundle. Then he come, you know what I'm saying, then you won't hear from him for a while. Then he'll make some more plays. He reminds me a lot of Shannon Sharp, you know what I'm saying? Not like early Shannon Sharp, but like Shannon Sharp, like middle of his career. Like when you need, you know what I'm saying, like a touchdown pass or something like that, he was there. I, I got love for Jared Cook, man. I, I've been watching Jared Cook since he came into the league. Uh, he's, def- he's definitely been really good, man. Get Prime Video and you can watch Coming to America. Yeah, I, I already have Prime Video. Haven't watched it. Could have watched it, but I'm pretty sure my wife and um, you know, you know, her, her friend, her husband, you know, we probably watch it, you know, together or whatever. So I didn't, I didn't want to go ahead and watch it. Probably be something we can, we can do as a movie, movie night or something. So I remember when I saw you, I was starstruck. <laughs> I was like, "Dang, it's DJ Jones, the host." I can't believe it. <laughs> Marissa told me I, I, I highly doubt that uh, someone that has won an Academy Award for a Best Supporting Actor in the movie. My cousin Vinny, I, I, I would highly doubt that Marissa told me it would be starstruck by me. I, I, would, I would highly doubt that. But I mean, I was shocked. I mean, because I couldn't believe, like, I couldn't believe it because where I was. I'm like, what the heck is Marissa told me, like, she she got up. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I'm, I'm saying the story clear. I was driving, and I think she might have had a she had her sunglasses off. And then I think when I looked and I looked twice, you know what I'm saying? Because I couldn't believe like what's she doing right here? She put her sunglasses on and went into the house. So I'm like, yeah, that. Def- but but I seen her face as clear as day. That definitely was Marissa told me. That's, that's not a doubt in my mind that there wasn't. Uh, let's get Wilson uh, this year, uh, first, next year, first in 2023, second pick, also Armstead. That would be nothing to give up for an elite quarterback for the next 10-plus years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I heard somebody say, I think I heard somebody say uh, <laughs> the Saints gave up two first-round picks for uh, <laughs> Marcus Davenport, so why not? You know, I guess, I guess you're right, though. I guess you're right. If you give up two ones for a Davenport, why not give up two ones for Russell Wilson? Please keep Quan, man. I like him. He can easily be a top 10 linebacker in the league. He got to restructure that deal. But the Saints can't cut him because he uh, has an injury anyway. So they, they got to they gotta figure something out. But he got to stay on the books until he gets healthy. Still have my 1980 bag, 1-15. <laughs> What do you think about the African-American girl that's in the NFL now refereeing? Well, um, first off, um, I think that that's a good look. Um, I think that's a good look for African-American, uh, African-Americans, but also women in general. You know what I'm saying? It just shows that women are making strides. And and this is by no means uh, where we should be. You know what I'm saying? They, they still have a lot more room for the, you know, for improvement. Uh, but I, I do like the fact that the NFL uh, beat it. I mean, I really don't trust the NFL for a lot of things, a lot of things that they do for PR. But um, in the process, you know what I'm saying, this is a start. And hopefully this can be a trend 
where we see, you know, more women referees in the National Football League, more women coaches. Uh, and, you know, we'll see, man. But that's a good look, you know what I'm saying? Not just, you know, just African-Americans, you know, in general. It's just, you know, for women, you know, women everywhere. That that, that gives hope, you know. And she, she represents hope, you know, that there's, you know, more women that are going to come along and be a part of this process. So, yeah. Watch the Temptations uh, Sunday night and laugh thinking about TJ's impressions. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that was my that was my movie right there, man. Kimo Slice said, "That's what's up, Dre." Corey says, "Well, TJ, you heard the rumors of OBJ wanted to come to play. Well, he gonna have to take a significant pay cut. He may want to play, but can we afford him? Nah." CT, thank you very much for the two dollars. Says, "Do you think Cook uh, will land the team? Of course. Yeah, that guy gonna he gonna get picked up." I, yeah, definitely, he definitely. You want probably uh, probably um, Minnesota or New England, one or the other. Uh, well, imagine working in a house, turning around and seeing Master P behind you and things you see in the city. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, people just walk around nonchalantly out there because, like I said, people leave them alone. It's almost to a point when a celebrity walks out there and somebody like stops them and like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Like they they shot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like they they just be chilling. So first round pick is nothing when you are picking 28. That's like a second round pick. Exactly, Corey. I've, I've said that on several, several occasions. You win, you know what I'm saying? You making the playoffs and you, you giving up first round picks. You know, I mean, it's more like a, a you know, a early second rounder. Uh, we making strides. <laughs> Women, thank you very much for the two dollars. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, they definitely need some more. You know, they definitely have some more work to do. You know, for equality and women. You know, like they, we definitely need some. We need some work in that regard, man. There's no reason why a woman is doing the same job as a man, and and not making the same amount of pay. And, you know, the days where, you know, guys talking about women belong in the kitchen in the Elijah room, barefoot and pregnant, those days are over. We know some of the strongest people in the world are women. You know, I was raised by a woman, single parent. My father was not in my life. OK, you know, so I met my dad for the first time when I was 23 years old. All right. My mom was the mother and father in my household. And she raised uh, me, my two brothers and my sister. And she laid with iron fist. So I know what women are capable of. You know what I'm saying? I know women can be breadwinners. I know that what they deserve. And I know they can do some of the things that, that men can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's just the way that it is. And anybody that had that mind frame, man, that, that think that they can't, might need to check yourself, man. Women are some of the strongest people in the world. <laughs> I mean, look, a woman <laughs> pushes an eight, a nine-pound baby you know what I'm saying? Out of her. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't get no stronger than that. You know what I'm so, shouts out to all the women out there, man, that's, that's going hard. The ones that are out here that are fighting for equality for women. And, man, shouts out to all, you know, the wonderful women out there, you know, the the, the wives, the, the mothers, the sisters, the cousins. Shouts out to all y'all, man. We need y'all. Real Deal says, yeah, you think Cook will land the team? The question is, can he hold on to it? 
<laughs> Get it? Fuck with problems. <laughs> yeah, man. I, look, <laughs> I mean, he just had a bad year, man. But he gonna he gonna last somewhere. Five heartbeats. You guys can't hang with old <laughs> You sure y'all can roll with old Eddie Kane? <laughs> nice like this. I wish that raindrops would fall. <laughs> Man, Mickey Loomis fired with them numbers. I'm not worried about the cast base. Yeah, Corey, I'm not eating. Nice like this. I wish that raindrops would fall. <laughs> hey, when he took that jacket off, he took that church coat off head. <laughs> And that Rob Stone outfit on. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man. Uh, <laughs> TJ scared Bucks all season could be in trouble just like Saints. Um, I think you'll be all right. As long as y'all got number twelve in the referees. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> been dancing for them since. Uh, and DJ and and Big Timeless, all the oldies, and I want to give a shout out. To Mr. and Mrs. Benson, who worked, who helped me uh, not only uh, succeed in life, but taught me the values of life. Yeah, man. Shouts out, to, you know. Shouts out to uh, Tom Benson. Um, you know, behind the team, keeping the team here. Rest in peace. You know, shouts out to Gail Benson for getting out the way, not being a Jerry Jones type owner. And uh, you know, man, I love, I love New Orleans, man. Every, everything about it. Uh, the celebrity mystique has died down considerably since everyone is a celebrity anytime they want to be on YouTube. <laughs> it was different when you can only see a handful of people on the screen. That is true, man. That is, that is true. You know, uh, it, I just think that the, the power of social media, you know, it, it just it. I agree with what you're saying, because now you have the social media. You can follow your favorite celebrity. And, you know, see what they're doing. And it brings the world, like, really, really close. You know, and social media is a blessing and a curse to me. You know, it's a blessing because it it gives you a platform to run your business, to show your talent. You don't have to be tied down to a record deal or have to roll up to somebody's radio station or something like that. Like, you can create your own platform. You can create your own movies. You can be your own writer. But it has made us, uh, you know, it has affected us socially. Like, guys don't know how to go up to girls no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have that type of confidence. And that's, that's what kind of scares me about this, this new generation. You have guys, like, that like girls, and you go up to, you know what I'm saying, like, they, they basically hit up in the DMs. Like, I like you. I've seen you at school. Blah, 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 blah. All right? But... When I was growing up, we ain't had social media, right? If you liked a girl, you had to walk up there and you had to go talk to her. You had to say, like, hey, you know, I, I like you. Or, you know, like, you, if you want to, you know, do what they do, the first DMs was the do you like me, check yes, check no, check maybe. <laughs> but at the same time, more times than not, in order for you to get that phone number, you had to go up to the girl and she had to write it down and give it to you. You felt great. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you it built your confidence. Now it's like you put – you. You hit a girl up in the DM, she don't respond. Oh well, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, she ain't see it, or uh, you know, like so it gives you this false sense of you know what I'm saying, a false sense of reality. 
And I feel like that's something that's missing. But back to the celebrities, yeah, it, it makes them lose their mystique because, man, you see what they're doing. And because of that, when you see them, it's like, ah, you know, like, I already know what they're doing. I already know what they're up to. Here first, well, women, female reps today, TJ. Amen. Shout out, to, uh, shout out to your mother. Uh, same situation. Thank God I had parents, but it was hard being a single mother. Shouts out to your mama. Yeah, man, my mom is an amazing woman. Y'all see her in the chat. She's an amazing woman. She uh, she raised all of us, man, like by herself. I'll never forget. You know, like when I graduated from college, they threw me this uh, they threw me this party, and I remember like you know everybody kind of stood up and said nice things about me and. She, you know what I'm saying, like she told me like when she would uh when oh man, I get emotional just thinking about this. <laughs> when she was when I was a kid, you know, and my brothers and sisters, like she was afraid, you know, like she was scared. And that's the reason why, you know, she she made some of the decisions that she made. Like, man, my mom like didn't really let us go outside, like <laughs> really didn't let us play with too many people, stuff like that. You had to basically sneak outside, but she said she did that to try to protect us, you know? And, and when she told me that she was scared, I was like, man, that was, that was a shock to me. Cause it, it seemed like she was never afraid. I only maybe seen my mom cry a handful of times. Right. I mean, I can probably count on one hand, one of the strongest people I would see, but to know that she was afraid and she showed an act like it, but she was one of, she's one of the strongest people that I know. And, one of the most inspirational people that I know, you know, anytime like I'm going through an issue or a problem, I can call her. She knows exactly what to say. And I'm, I'm blessed to have somebody like that in, in my life. Like I said, just telling that story, man, makes me a little emotional. You know, the fact that, you know, she had tears and eyes talking about how afraid she was and, you know, she did that to protect us. And, you know, she proud, you know, everything that I'm doing. And I mean, that, I mean, when when your mom says something like that, like, it means a lot to you. I guarantee when I get off this podcast, three people will be trying to holler. So before you try, don't even message me. But yeah, the DMs is getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, what's wrong with walking up to a woman? You know, I mean, what's wrong with that? Like, I mean, I, look, I just feel like that's becoming a lost art in this shit. Now, I get it, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I get that there are, you know what I'm saying, times where if, like, if you use like a dating app or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like that happens. But what's wrong? Like if you see somebody, let's just say you're at the store, or, you know what I'm saying? You're around the way and you see a woman that you like, you know, like, like why not walk up to them, you know, and, and, and introduce yourself? Just call me old fashioned. Uh, where y'all at, <laughs> Bishop Bullwinkle? <laughs> where y'all at? <laughs> where Bishop at? Hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no. <laughs> uh, my daughter goes to college this year, and I thank God for my father uh, who can help me help her have a beautiful graduation year. Shout out to my daughter, Alice. Yeah, shouts out to her. Shouts out to her. You know, congratulations to her. 
on her way to college. You have a strong mama, TJ. Thank God for her. What an amazing woman. Yeah, she she definitely is. Definitely is, you know. Yeah, my mom is a, a really wonderful person. I'm telling y'all, like, <laughs> if, I, if I was to do, like, a, a podcast and I was to interview my mom, you know, I'm telling y'all, like, it would be, it would probably be one of the <laughs> most wise podcasts I've done. She's such a, uh, like, an inspirational person. Man, if Drew Brees come back, I'm watching the Rams. <laughs> oh man, you know, you know the crazy thing about you know the crazy thing about that Corey. I'm pretty sure some other people feel the same way you do, man. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. Uh, but Jerry Boyd Jr., who would be the replacement for Breeze if he retires? Whoever they bring in. I mean, a guy's going to have to retire sometime. You know, like, he's going to have to retire sometime. You know, like, <laughs> that's what we got to understand. He He's going to have to retire. We can't keep on, you know, digging in the crates year after year, man, and, and just draining every bit of talent this dude would have, you know? Like I said, man, like the – the only thing that Drew Brees can do, the only thing that Drew Brees can do that can salvage him is win a Super Bowl. If you can't guarantee that Drew Brees going to win a Super Bowl, do not come back. And you can't guarantee that. If they go to the playoffs and lose again, that is only just destroying his legacy. That the only thing, like the only thing that can save Drew Brees is a Super Bowl. That's it. Super Bowl, that's it. That's all that can save him. Sounds like a great mom. I got hurt at 19, kind of destroyed my life. But at the same sense, I thank God for my parents helping me. My mom is a savior. God bless you and your family. Just uh, women like your mom who help the younger people let, uh, like me get through it. Yeah, you know, man, everybody like go through like hard times. All us, uh, you know, go through trials and tribulations. But, you know, like, man, they, they make us stronger, you know, in the process. Like we went, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people can attest to this, like made a lot of mistakes in their lives. And those mistakes molded them and shaped them to be better people, to be better parents, to, to be better men, women. I know like the, the situations I've been through in my life, I, they made me better, you know, and they prepared me for the future that I had, you know, like having a son and trying to, you know, and, and having a wife. You know, it it helps you. Do you think whatever uh, get a female quarterback in NFL? In your opinion, um, anything is possible, man. Anything is possible, but I'm afraid, man. I'm afraid uh, that you know might get blacklisted, like kind of like Michael Sam did. Like Michael Sam deserves to be in the National Football League. I mean, I'm just I'm just being serious, like. I ain't trying to be on no no political stuff. The guy deserved to be in the National Football League. This guy was the co-SEC player of the year, defensive player of the year. You know, like, you're a co-defensive player of the year in the SEC, and you're telling me that you can't play in the National Football League? I fail to believe it. But I just think that the fact that, you know, the fact that he was gay and – the fact that he wasn't 
really performing well in the National Football League, it made the, it made the decision easier. But I've seen people that just straight up high garbage and slow still find their way on somebody's roster. So, but that's just the way they do it. They 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 make it seem like oh the person can't play, or they might show they bad they they bad film or something like that. But the guy deserves to be there, and I feel like it would be the same thing with the, with a woman. I mean, she have to be out there just you know just doing something just straight up spectacularly. Like she got to be the second coming to Patrick Mahomes almost in order for her to get that shot a fair shake, in my opinion. But if she just like an average quarterback, they're going to find every reason not to keep her there. I think we should trade Cam Jordan, keep Trey Hendrickson. Uh, I disagree with that. Uh, if Drew Brees uh, said he wanted to come back, we can't stop him. Uh, it, it's just like you said, TJ, if you uh, said today you were quitting your podcast, uh, we could try to beg you not to leave. But uh, that's your decision. Yeah, I mean, that's true, Brian. But look, <laughs> I don't think that they want Drew Brees to come back. That that's just that's just me. I feel like all this stuff is lip service because they know he's not, and they're just saying, "Oh yeah, we're you know we're glad to have him back. You know we'll be hearing something from him soon." They don't want him to come back. They know they don't want him to come back. They're ready to move on, and I'm pretty sure Drew already told them that he was going to move on. But if Drew decides to come back, it's going to make the Saints look like bad guys because I'm pretty sure they're not going to want him to come back. I, I'm, I'm just being serious, man. Like, at this particular point, you want Drew Brees to come back for nostalgia. I'm, I'm Look, everybody out here, like, everybody that, that is telling me about Drew Brees coming back, it has nothing to do with his play. It has everything to do with, oh, you know what I'm saying, like, who was winning games before Drew or how the successful were the Saints before Drew Brees got here or what, you know what I'm saying? Like who, who won more games? Like all that stuff is nostalgia. All that stuff is nostalgia. Everybody that wants Drew Brees to come back, you know, is it, it, nostalgia. You know, like if you're being real with yourself, if you're being legit and you're, and you're judging Drew Brees based on his play, you know that it's time to hang it up. Right. And I get it, man. Like I said, it, it's it's like that reliable vehicle that, that you had. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to let that thing go. You know, Drew Brees has been reliable. It's, he's been the one constant in Saints in Saints football that you can count on. Like wide receivers have been down. Offensive line have been down. Secondary has been down. Running backs have been down. Drew Brees has been the one constant that the Saints has always had. And that's what people are holding on to. But when you start talking about what he did last year, two years ago, 10 years ago, I think it's time to move on. You know, you can't say on one hand, all right, I'll bring up an argument about Jared Cook and you'll say, well, what have you done for me lately? And you can't use that same logic with Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, well, Drew Brees, he led the team and this, that, and the third. But I'm like, Jared Cook had a, a pretty good season with the Saints. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, why you, you can't move the goalposts, okay? You can't say, on one hand, what have you done for me lately? And want to apply that to Jared Cook, but don't want to apply it to Drew Brees. What has Drew Brees done for us lately? You know what I'm saying? Like, what has he done? Like, bro, I'm, man, I'm, I, I challenge anybody. I challenge anybody to, to go back and tell me, when was Drew Brees the best quarterback 
on the field in the playoffs. When was the last time Drew Brees was the best quarterback on the field in the playoffs? Because look, Drew Brees is, is way beyond the regular season, okay? He's an elite, all-time great quarterback. And when you're an elite, all-time great quarterback, you're not judged by regular season accolades. Those are for the for the, for the the Tony Romos and the Dak Prescotts of the world. You know what I'm saying? Guys that, that put up big numbers in the regular season, but in the postseason, they ain't doing nothing. Drew Brees has moved to an all-time great status. So when you go all-time great, nobody cares about the regular season. Nobody cares about how many touchdowns and yards that you threw in the regular season. What have you done in the postseason when you're going up against some of these great teams, the great defenses? What have you done? People can say, well, well, Drew Brees, if it wasn't for Jared Cook, uh, this, that, and the third. But I'm like, look, check this out. Minnesota Vikings game, people can talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Drew Brees threw that, that fade pass in the back of the end zone to Alvin Kamara to give them the go-ahead lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we can talk about those type of things, but then you have to ask yourself, why were the Saints in that position in the first place? Because Drew Brees threw two interceptions in that game. Like, we, we have to understand, like, what happened with the 58-yard field goal that Greg Zerline kicked the, the center Rams into the Super Bowl? Drew Brees threw an interception. You know, like, on first, like, led up to the Tommy Lee Lewis play. First down, the Saints decided to throw the football. Drew Brees had a quick slant to Michael Thomas. He threw it at Michael Thomas's feet. If Michael Thomas catch that football, the clock is still running, or the Saints could, you know what I'm saying, get a first down popular seal deal. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the play that led to the two, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the goal line stance was a heave play. Drew Brees just threw that pass up there. Ted Ginn caught it going into the two-minute warning. I mean, it, like we have to be real with ourselves. And I love Drew, but we got to be realistic. If the only thing that you're coming up with is what he did back in 2009, it's time to move on. All right. What 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 has what have you done for me lately, man? I'm just saying, what, what has he done? What what has he done for us to just constantly say, oh man, we need you back? The only thing, like I said, that that response is out of fear. You're scared. You're scared of life after Jubilee. Because you don't know what it looked like. Because he, once again, is the one constant. It's up to Drew if he wants to come back, but hopefully it's not in a black and gold. It's not. I was look. I'm telling you, man. Like they, they do not want this guy to come back. They don't. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to make tough decisions. And I don't feel bad for saying this because all of the great quarterbacks who 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 play with these teams for long periods of time, then end, end up playing for that team for the rest of their career. Even a guy that won a Super Bowl in, in Tom Brady. This man bought six Super Bowls to New England, and they let him go. You know what I'm saying? Peyton Manning bought a Super Bowl to Indianapolis, and they let him go. Joe Montana brought four Super Bowls to the 49ers, and they let him go. Like, so what makes Drew Brees any different from any one of those guys? I mean, I'm just saying, man, like it, it's it's not a knock on him because like I said, he gonna he going to the Hall of Fame regardless. But you gotta my dude. <laughs> like, man, you know, like man, it, 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 it's it's about that time, man. 
They need to do breeze like Deuce. If the uh, the Saints may get to the Super Bowl, they need to let them suit up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? But uh, Don says uh, Drew needs to uh, go take a nap. <laughs> man, shout out to my guy, Don, man. What's going on, Don? <laughs> Uh, I think that's my homeboy from high school, man. Shout out to Don, man. Appreciate you uh, being a part of the show, my brother. Uh, let's see. Joe, 2009 to 2014. Yep. I have to agree with you. Last time he played some lights out football. Uh, Drew better be in a boot with a mic like him. <laughs> For real. Hey man, but look, let's stop right here. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I I gotta talk about I gotta talk about um Marcus Williams. I haven't brought him up. Uh, the Saints uh, are trying to make it a priority uh, to bring back Marcus Williams and uh, get him resigned. Now I think that this is a good move. I know some people don't like Marcus Williams for some apparent reason. I, I really don't know why. I mean, the guy's gotten better every year he's been in the league. This year he has become a better tackle a better tackler. Uh, he's a little bit more of an enforcer at the safety position. He's a ball hawk. And I just think if you're holding on to 2017, then you're doing yourself a disservice. And I like the way that he played. And at the beginning of the season, I really thought that the Saints weren't going to bring him back. I thought he'll be playing for a bigger contract. Uh, but he really stepped up. Like he really stepped up and he really performed really well to a point where I can say that I would love to have him back. If you're choosing between he and Trey Hendrickson, uh, I will have to go with Marcus Williams. You know, I'm always skeptical about guys that give me one-year production because I'm wondering to myself what happened all those other years. And these guys came into the league at the exact same time. They were drafted in the exact same year. I think, if I'm I'm not mistaken, Trey Hendrickson was a third-round pick. Marcus Williams was a second-round pick. So when you look at it, you know – I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I'd rather have Marcus Williams over Trey Hendrickson because Marcus Williams has been in the secondary and has gotten better every single year. And I think that the Saints need to make this guy a priority because it can help them in the long run. You know, like I, I really do. You know, I, I think that he's a good solid safety and um, I think he's going to give you some really good production. So I think that's a good move if you can get him resigned again. That would be very, very smart by the New Orleans Saints. 2018 NFC Championship game, Breeze was better than golf. But other than that, he struggled in a postseason. Uh, that's not saying much. And those, those uh, man, those numbers in that NFC Championship game was uh, <laughs> uh, very misleading. Uh, if you look at, like, the yard, you know, like, the yards that he threw. Like, it would be a pass to Alvin Kamara, and Alvin Kamara would run it and gain about 40 yards. So uh, he'll throw the ball to – you know, well, Michael Thomas didn't really do too much in that game. But, you know, if you throw the pass, you know what I'm saying, to uh, another receiver and they'll gain a couple yards, a lot of this stuff was like yards after the catch, right? I mean, but you can't give him credit because he was the one that, you know, got him the ball. But I wouldn't call it a lights-out performance. You know, I would say, you know, not to – like, there's a lights-out performance, but we also have to understand we're talking about Drew Brees here. A lights-out performance to Drew Brees is different than a lights-out performance for Jacoby Brissett, right? The numbers that Drew Brees put up in the NFC Championship game, that's lights-out if you Jacoby Brissett. 
if you're Drew Brees, that's not. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just not. And we know that he can play better. We know he can play better, but mm. but I guess if you want to come in 2018, but he to me, you know, I've seen better, you know. But if we're talking about, I guess, like in in that sense, if what the question I asked, when we see the best quarterback on the field, or we put on put on a lights out performance, I guess that falls into that realm. So I give you that. But I mean, I seen Drew Brees play better. Perfect execution, the way you said it, TJ. I'm so serious about this. Don't want to see Drew under center. I, I, I mean, I just don't either. I just don't know what he would have to prove. Yep, if he uh, completed that slant, we'll win the Rams game. I could tell you he never had a losing season. Uh, are we talking about Russell Wilson? Or are we talking about Drew Brees? Because Drew Brees has had some losing seasons. Saints have been 7-9 and nine a couple times. But if you're talking about Russell Wilson. Uh if he wants to come back, treat him like anybody else, make him earn the starting job in camp. Inevitable look. <laughs> uh, he is going to earn the starting job in camp, all right? Like if if the one knock on him, if he can't throw the ball past 20 yards, but he he throwing the ball and delivering it on time and the passes are like right there. He of course he's gonna be better and 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 you know, head and shoulders better than anybody else. Like I said, I, I just I think that it's time to move on. I do. I just think that it's time to move on. You know, I don't want, I don't want this to be like a reoccurring thing. You know, I can't give him a total pass, but he did have a lot of injuries. I think we will be able to open up the playbook with Jameis or Russ. Look, he did have a lot of injuries, but then you have to ask yourself, what the hell was he playing for anyway? Right. If you know that you're, you're, your injuries are limiting you and you're not playing and you're not playing to the best of your ability, then have faith in your teammates that they can get the job done. You know, I, I say, you know, anybody that don't think that Drew Brees has an ego, uh, I would refer you uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs game when he knew most likely this was his last season and he wanted to go head to head with Patrick Mahomes. Drew Brees had no business playing in that game. Right. You have 11 uh, fractured ribs. You got a collapsed lung. And, you know, what I'm saying you're trying to beat a deadline. Nah, man. If you had all that stuff going on, your wife comes out there and saying that, you know, in a way. Yeah. If you want to say, oh, that's that's so heroic. You know, what I'm saying that he would do that. That's that's fine. All right. But at the same time, there's a little selfishness in that dynamic, because you can't tell me that if the Saints could have had Jameis Winston in the lineup that Jameis Winston couldn't have done a, a more formidable job than Drew Brees being injured. Uh, I feel like when you're doing stuff like that, you're starting to think about you and, and you're starting to think about your legacy. And who's to say if, uh, you know, I don't know, man, maybe I'm just being, I'm just being devil's advocate here. What if, you know what I'm saying, he looked at maybe the Philadelphia Eagles situation, right, with Carson Wentz, right? And Carson Wentz uh, gets hurt, and Nick Foles comes in. Nick Foles plays the rest of the season, leads the Eagles to the Super Bowl, and they win, and he's Super Bowl MVP. Carson Wentz has a Super Bowl ring, but nobody talks about that. Or nobody talks about how well Carson Wentz played, and, and up to that game against the Rams, he was up for league MVP. He was the front runner. 
but nobody talks about that. So what if Drew Brees ends up getting hurt? Let's say Jameis Winston comes in, plays really well. Saints end up going to the Super Bowl and they win. You know what I'm saying? Then, then what happens? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's his legacy saying then? You know, and I just feel like when you start thinking or looking at stuff like that or thinking about me playing against this person when I know I'm hurt, like, and then on top of that, you had all these other injuries that was limiting you. If you should have played, you shouldn't have played. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you in a way you get some strife for it, but in a way that's kind of selfish. TJ, my state of David Ruffin podcast is up to four subscribers now. Hope you're not jealous. <laughs> the state of David Ruffin. Nah, not at all. Ghostface Griller, thank you very much for the five dollars. Because there's only one David Ruffin now. I hope you know that. And without him, you just a podcast in search of a David Ruffin. Uh, let's see, I think I already read that. But I don't understand. It's like uh, Breeze never threw it away, so that clock would stop running. Um, Breeze never threw it away, so the clock stopped. I, I don't, I don't know exactly what you meant by that one. I'm, I'm sorry. And I will say, if he wants to come back, okay, I already read that. Let me scroll down. I, I had to go back. Drew Brees got a lot left. Uh, he's going to win another Super Bowl, just like Tom Brady. Man, Drew, the look. Drew ain't got nearly as much as what Tom Brady got left. You know, like, I'm telling you, man, Drew Brees right now, to me, I mean, he, he on borrowed time. Everything that I've seen tells me that Drew Brees cannot sustain the level of elite quarterback play 16, 16 games in a season. He just can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just, man, he just can't. And anybody that can't see that, like I said, you just looking at Drew Brees from what he used to be. Drew Brees, you like Drew Brees used to be able to do these things, but man, he's he's limited. And, and I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, we <laughs> you get old enough, you're not gonna be what you used to be. You're not. But man, I, I just can't look, man. They just can't keep on doing this, man. Like they can't keep on like you know, going out there because they're not living up to their true potential. They're not living up to their true potential, man. And the guys that can really be difference makers and they have like a different skill set, they can't even utilize. It. And we're looking at these guys like with eyebrows raised and stuff like, what's wrong with him? Like, you know, like, man, these guys getting jammed at the line of scrimmage and because, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they, it, these guys are cutting off their routes because they know all this stuff going to be short. Guys can't, you know what I'm saying, run past nobody because they know the deep ball ain't coming. Man, come on, man. Like, man, you limited in your, your team by doing it. You know, you might, you know what I'm saying, still have that, that willingness to play. But at the same time, man, like, you affecting dudes' livelihoods doing that. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have these guys out here looking mediocre when they can be playing above average, even if they can't get a good contract with the Saints, they can go somewhere else and get some big money because – they have a quarterback that can show everything that they have to offer. But when you just draw a quick, you know what I'm saying, little quick five-yard slants and, you know what I'm saying, everything just short and intermediate and you checking everything down, you know what I'm saying, you you captain check down, you Charlie check down, you know what I'm saying, you you your Corey check down, like, man, you, you limiting your team. And that ain't cool. 
that's not cool, man. That that's not cool. We we got to move on. Like for real. I love Drew. But it's time, it's time to move on. Every year the Saints may a hit uh, make a head scratch and move. I wonder which player it may be. Hopefully it's only Josh Hill. Wishful thinking though. Well, we'll see. PJ needs to walk. PJ already walked. He's a free agent. <laughs> he had a one-year deal. I think uh his old repair shoulders been bothering him the last few seasons. To be honest, the injury this year was the icing on the cake. Yeah, maybe it was, but look, if you can't, if you cannot get the ball down the field, if you can't get the ball down the field, man, then teams aren't gonna, you know, teams just gonna play the line of scrimmage. You know what I'm saying? They're just gonna play the sticks. That's it. They're just gonna play the sticks, you know, because they know you ain't about to do nothing. You know, and you know you ain't about to throw nothing, you know what I'm saying, behind them. You know, you know you ain't about to throw nothing deep. <laughs> deep down, Drew knows it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, deep down inside. I think I think he already know. I think I think the Saints organization already know they're just waiting on him to make the decision. We need to trade Andrews Pete and some first round picks for Russ. Yeah, I mean. If anybody would want Andrew Pete, that would be a start. I would trade Pete before I trade Armstead. Enough of this Breeze talk. Are we going to uh, make a run at Russ? I've, I've heard they made a, a few phone calls. No disrespect. We need to move on from talking about Drew. Uh, it's done washed up. Yeah. I mean, until he actually makes his decision, it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing we can really you know, really do stuff. So just talk about it. If you're Sean Payton and Loomis is put up or shut up, go get Wilson. Like I said, they called. They were one of the teams that called and inquired about him. I don't know what they were willing to offer. Nobody from the Seahawks or any insiders came out and said what the Saints were offering. If we resign Marcus Williams, who are uh, we picking in the first round, TJ? Uh, I say a linebacker. I think, you know, if you if you get a good decent linebacker, you won't have to worry about you know re-signing Quan Alexander. You know you won't have to worry about that if you can get a guy that that has a a skill set that could possibly be similar to his. Got to run, fam. Y'all take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Who that? Yeah, I'm about to uh, we about to end the show. Just gonna read a few more comments, then we are gonna get up out of here. Inevitable said we should be on the phone with Seattle right now. Wilson is special, and we should be taking advantage of this, oppo- this, oppo- of this opportunity to get a guy that wills uh, his team to victory that sometimes they shouldn't. Yeah, man, that's why I like Russell Wilson. I, I love his heart. I love his tenacity, his passion. Uh, he's just an, an amazing guy to watch. Mike T's production suffered. Yeah, man, they got him. Man, they got people out here call this man Slant Boy because basically that's all he can write. <laughs> Because like Drew Brees uh, limited him, like when he first got to the team in 2016, man, Mike T was running everything. Uh, let's see, are we getting a podcast this week, TJ? Yeah, I, I put one up. I put one up. I put one up soon, man. I, I try to. I try to put it out there. Wilson gets traded uh, this all season. Bank on it. Uh, let me see. Bank on it out of the teams listed. The Saints are really the most logical choice. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely are. Would be would be surprising if they decide to trade Russ. 
I'll be highly surprised if that happens. I ain't going to lie about that. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much. I really do appreciate it. And uh, this show is brought to you uh, by the fine folks at Manscaped.com. As some of you may know, uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And if you want to get lucky, uh, Manscaped has some great items for you. All right. This is some of the best men's grooming products that you're going to find. And I got something for you. If you go to manscaped.com and you use the promo code state of saints, that's all one word state of saints. You will save 20%, 20% on your purchase. No matter if it's a hundred dollars, it can be $8, $6. If you use the promo code state of saints, you will save 20%. And it's also there's free international shipping that is available for you. So go to manscaped.com, use the promo code state of saints. So you can get lucky this St. Patrick's Day. All right. So y'all check it out. Manscaped.com. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com search the State of the Saints podcast. Also facebook.com search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And thank you all so much. Uh, This was the first episode. The State of the Saints podcast has uh, been in 1080p okay <laughs> high definition man so uh we're moving on up we got the new mic here we got the high definition and we got sponsors sky's the living here on the state of the saints podcast and thank you all so much for making this show what it is till next time all i gotta say is who that <laughs>